Season two has been amazing so far. And I'm so excited for this word because I know God is going to deposit something in someone today because we're talking about obedience. Yeesh. Just wait. Obedience is key. The scripture that comes to mind in this is Isaiah 1. And as I'm reading the Bible, you'll begin to see that I use a lot of Isaiah because I'm in Isaiah. And so obedience, or obedience, Lord Jesus. Isaiah chapter 1 it, in verse 11, 19 says, What are your multiplied sacrifices to me without your repentance, says the Lord? I have had enough of your burnt offerings of rams and the fat of well-fed cattle without your obedience. And I take no pleasure in the blood of bulls or lambs or goats offered without repentance. If you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the best of the land. And see, in the scripture, it's talking about how there's going to be a people that rise up against the Israelites. And it's because of their lack of obedience. God's provision will be there when there is obedience. God's protection will be there when there is obedience. When God can trust you with his word, that same word that created the heavens and the earth, when, when we weigh that word on our heart and allow that word to reach the deepest part of us and take root in us, then we will become vessels that are available for God available for God. And so many many Christians today are educated past their level of obedience. And and that's the crazy part is because we have to understand that obedience is greater than sacrifice. And that's what this verse is saying. You have offered me the these bulls, these rams, these sheep, these lambs, all these things but you do not have an unrepented heart. What is an unrepented heart? A heart that has not been opened by God. And so we place these stones over our heart when we lack obedience. We place the stone and a stone and a stone when we disobey, and then we block the voice of God from reaching our heart. And so an unrepented heart becomes a closed heart. When Jesus goes to the, the juniper tree, in, in I think it's in Mark or Luke, or I can't remember. He goes to it, and he, the Bible says he's hungry. And he doesn't see figs on the, the or juniper tree. And so he curses that tree. And the thing about it is, is that God designed you for a specific purpose. And when you don't obey and, and do what you're designed for, it will open up doors for curses. The Bible says that, that, the, that it was not in season for the fruit to be, you know, to, to bear, bear fruit. fruit. If, if the, the tree fulfilled its design and, and produced what Jesus needed for that time, then there, there would have been, been no curse. That's why the Bible says, be ready in season and out of season. A heart that is opened and prepared for God, that is in a posture to receive what God has for us, is a heart that is prepared in season and out of season. The Bible says that 
that in Revelations 14 through or 14 verse 12, it says, this means that God's holy people must endure persecution patiently, obeying his commands and maintaining their faith in Jesus. See, the thing is, is that the result of our obedience is Jesus becoming the banner of our life. So Jesus being the banner will begin to open doors for us because his name gets you in. Because Jesus is our banner, there will be doors that have been closed to people for years or, or, or portals even closed to people for years or, 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 or mysteries that are revealed because Jesus is our banner and the obedience that, 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 that is greater than man. That greater than man's understanding, greater than man's strength, the obedience that we carry relies on God and God who knows the full plan will continue to push and pursue after what his purpose in our life is. And so our obedience will cause Jesus to become the banner. Our obedience will bring favor in the midst of a crowd. Though, matter of fact, our obedience Will, will, will draw us from outside of the picture to right slap dab in the middle of the picture. Like David, David was, was taking care of the sheep, but, but obedience in, in behind the closed doors where, where nobody's watching his obedience when, when, when it was just him and God and the sheep, when his obedience was then rewarded by his favor that called him in the midst of his brother's. And see, the thing is, obedience will determine your intimacy with Jesus. If you spend your time speaking directly to Jesus, speaking directly to him, without allowing him to speak to you, prayer is not a a one-sided conversation. Prayer is a dialogue going back and forth between you and God. In Romans chapter 1, verse 5, it says, It's through him that we have received grace in our apostleship to promote obedience to the faith and make disciples for his name's sake among all the Gentiles. See, that's the thing, is obedience will be our, or I'm sorry, obedience will bring Jesus' name to become our banner. And so then when we go places, people will understand that there's something different about this person there's something different about this man there's something different about this woman they they have a a light to them a joy to them a peace about them that that is different than everybody else because there is a level of obedience that has been understood in that person and that's the thing and 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 we got to get to a little teaching moment here because the bible talks about this world word in in hebrew it's called uh shema what is it called Shema, thank you. See, this is why you got to get equally yoked because you got to have somebody that can correct you when you're wrong. Shema, it means to listen and obey. The weight of that, because in Hebrew, there's not a, a specific word for obey, but they use Shema. What is it? Shema, thank you. Shema. They use Shema because that means in itself, listen and obey. 
when you say Shema, that you're listening and obeying. See, people today will just say, listen, 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 but never obey. Never have the, the action that's required behind the, the voice. And that's in, in, in Revelation chapter 2, verse 3 through 5, it says, And I know that you who believe are enduring patiently and are bearing up for my name's sake that you have not grown weary of being faithful to, tr- to the truth. But I have this charge against you that you have left your first love. You have lost the depth of love that you had first in me, for me. So remember the heights from which you had fallen and repent and change your inner self, your old way of thinking, your sinful behavior. Seek God's will and do you and do the works you did at first when you first knew me. Otherwise, I will visit you and remove your lampstand, the church, its impact from its place unless you repent. And then in verse seven, it says. He Who has an ear, let him hear and heed what the Spirit says to the churches. See, this is talking about a church that is that is that has fallen out of love with Jesus, or out of the first love with Jesus, lost his priority, lost their priority, and the priority that Jesus should be the first, first thing that we or go after the first thing that we seek after the first thing it should be first over over our list it should be really the first and only thing jesus should be the first and only thing on our list of what we pursue of what we go after and and through him then we receive our lampstand which in in the bible it's a representation of the holy spirit our lampstand is the holy spirit that has been imparted in us because god made that way and because he was obedient the greatest example of obedience is is in my personal opinion is when he was in the garden of gethsemane and he was was praying and and he said lord take this take this cup away from me god take it away from me but father if it be your will let your will be done and not mine and that's the greatest example of obedience because it's dying to oneself and one's own desires and allowing god's word to take root in him and be obedient to what god said you should go and so in order to return to their first love they had to have an ear that could hear or an ear that would listen and obey and how do we do that We lay our our life down at the altar of obedience. The greatest part in this for me is, is that listening requires action. The Shema, the listening requires the obedience. See, the, there's, a, there's a saying that ignorance is bliss, but the thing about it is ignorance can only take you so far. Because wisdom leads you to obedience. We have faith by hearing the word of God and bringing it from the from from our ears to our mouth to speak it into reality because there is life and death in the power of the tongue. In Isaiah, in chapters one through five, it says that that he heard he heard the Lord say he heard the Lord say it it, it would say he's seen some things but he never seen the Lord but in Isaiah chapter 6 when something died then when something died then he saw the Lord and so seeing 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 dying to oneself then 
brings the vision and the sight towards God. There needs to be a standard in our faithfulness towards God where we will not tolerate rebellion. Because when we don't obey God's word, we are in rebellion. And and the thing about what, what Christians do today that frustrates God, and John Bevere hit it right on the on the head when he when he in his book The Awe of God, which I completely recommend, is that Christians say, God's been dealing with me on this. God, oh, I, I'm just I'm just you know, God's been dealing with me. You know, I, I know I should push away the bottle, but God's been dealing with me. And they don't even understand that they're confessing their disobedience. Because God will deal with the matter and have grace on you and love you so much. Even though you are disobeying. That you will think it's a permission slip to continue. We must be obedient even when we don't understand that the places that we're going, even when we don't see what's right in front of us, the Bible says walk by faith and not by sight. We have to walk in the understanding that God knows all and I don't. We have to walk in the understanding that God is all powerful. I'm not. We have to walk in the understanding that God is omniscient. I'm not. Omnipresent. I'm not. Omnipotent. I'm not. I'm not all powerful. I am not sitting on the throne of heaven. I am not worthy to be praised. I am not worthy to be glorified. I am not worthy. My understanding, I can barely understand how I got in the office today. I I can barely understand how I'm releasing a podcast. I can barely understand how I'm sitting here because I should have died a long time ago. But I know that my understanding is not as great as his. And because I trust in him or we trust in him and we are obedient to his voice, then he will lead us to places that we may not understand, but we know that God is with us and so and and so that's the thing and 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 in my mind it goes back and forth like what would cause us to be uh, a disobedient to the voice of god well one is we don't understand what the how to hear the voice of god and we believe it's like our our voice the background that's telling us no don't do that oh no way god's not going to tell you that no no but the thing about it is is if 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 everybody in the Bible said, you know, just imagine if Paul was like, yeah, I, I don't think God told you to stay on this boat. I don't think I think he wants you to I, 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 this boat's going to crash this. I don't think he would want you to do that. Why would he want you to do that? That's not a voice of God. No, there's no way that you should stay on this boat. And no, 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 no. no. And he jumped off and then he ended up dying. Or what if what what if David what if David didn't didn't listen to the voice of God and, and heard this man Goliath and he was talking bad about God but fell into the fear that everybody else had and was like, oh, maybe I should. Or let's make it relatable to today. What if I do have a word for this person? What if I the Lord spoke to me and saying, say this word to them, say that 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 maybe in the past that you've had issues, maybe there is something that 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 God wants to take out of you. There is there is there's whatever curses over your family and 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 God saying that you're gonna be a freedom fighter, you're gonna be a mighty uh Man of valor, you are going to be the one that steps out from your family in generational curses. What if God did say for you to say that to somebody and you were like, maybe that's not God. 
Maybe that's just me. And so I began to think about it, like, what is that? And so that brought me to the second thing, that the fear of man. The fear of man will cause us to be disobedient to God. What if David fell into the same fear that all of the Israelites has because he had fear for Goliath? What if Paul jumped off of the boat that was, that was headed to Rome and didn't stay on and saved the whole island of Malta and he jumped off? And what, 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 what? Because he was afraid to die. What, why wouldn't I go speak this word that God planted on my heart for this person? Because I'm afraid that I'll be wrong. So we see that the root uh, of fear will conflict with the level of obedience that we have. And when we aren't obedient to what God is saying, we allow fear to rule in the voice of God to be suppressed. And see, here's the thing, is, is that the fear of man, let's rewind, let's rewind. The voice of God will confront your inner fear of man. It will test the fear of the Lord versus the fear of man. And the fear of man will, will expose your lack of identity and your insecurity. The voice of God confronts the fear of man, but obedience overcomes the fear of man. Acts chapter 5, verse 29, it says, But Peter and the apostles answered him, We must obey God rather than man. We must be aware that the devil plants seeds to dilute the word of God so that we will walk in disobedience. The devil doesn't care if we partially obey God. The devil doesn't care if we do what God says until the finish line. The devil doesn't care if we, you know, we, we, we hear the voice of God and he, he, he says go to church, but he says go speak to this person at church. And all we do is go to church. The devil doesn't care if we don't fall, fully follow God's word. He just doesn't want us to fully follow God's word. He just doesn't want us fully to obey. Delayed obedience is still disobedience. Partial obedience is still disobedience. We have to understand that the enemy's trap is for us to not fully obey, but partially obey or, or, or delayed, delay the obedience. And so we have to understand that the devil is planting seeds to dilute the word of God, which will cause us to partially obey. And so then we walk in the fear of man because we don't have the word of God that's building our faith. And we walk in the fear that, that is all around us, the chaos that is trying to run rampant in our life. And the part in, in Luke chapter 6, verse 46, it says, Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do what I tell you? The Bible says, my friends, my friends do, I believe it says, my, what I ask. And so we want to be the friends of God. We, we want to be the people, the holy people 
that God can trust and lean on, the ones that carry God's name everywhere they go, the ones that are willing to be obedient, the ones that are willing to listen and obey. We have to be the ones that are willing to raise up the standard of faithfulness to obey what God is calling us to do so that we don't fall into the temptation or even the compromise and tolerance of of, of partially obeying. Obedience weighs heavy on the church today because we have to understand that if we are not obeying God's words, we fall into the place of lukewarm. We, we, we lose our, our warmth, we lose our, 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 you know, our coldness, and, 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 and we fall in the middle, in the place of comfortability, in the place of complacency, and then we become like the people that God would spit out. And so we have to constantly reflect on our life that we are following the will of God. God was was as he was preparing me for this podcast he he made sure like that my ears are open and he we have we have to understand that god will cause us sometimes to do i remember the story that and this will probably be the ending i remember the story that i heard i don't i don't remember where i heard it but there was this lady that was driving down the road and she heard the Lord say, do a handstand inside that 7-Eleven. And she was like, why would you tell me to do that? I'm not going to do a handstand inside that 7-Eleven. She was battling back and forth, battling back and forth. But all of a sudden, she was like, okay, I'll go. She pulled into the parking lot, parked her car, got out of her car, went inside the 7-Eleven, did a handstand, and then walked, or then was walking out. And someone on her way out said, wait, 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 stop. I just want you to know that I told God that unless somebody comes in here and does a handstand, I'm going to kill myself. So thank you for showing me that there's really a God out there. That's what our obedience could do. Even something so ridiculous and and almost almost, you know, embarrassing but it transforms someone's life. Our obedience is not for our own sake. Our obedience is for everyone around us. Because if we don't follow what God wants, Jesus didn't die for himself. Jesus Jesus died for us. Jesus didn't follow the will of God for himself. He followed it for us. We have to be willing to obey even to the place of dying, whether it be literally or to ourself, we have to be willing to obey. Thank you for joining this week's episode of Relentless Pursuit. Make sure you share, share, share this episode because I know it will touch somebody's heart. Like, share, subscribe, follow to all our social media platforms and we will make sure to reach back out to you We love all the support that you guys are giving us and we thank you and will continue to pray for you on this journey. See you guys soon.